0: Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success. And we're left wondering like, oh my God, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're gonna go over systems, methods, and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So, subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I have to have you meet this woman. She founded this hustle pretty company, and it's basically a magazine and writing and copywriting, all this kind of great stuff with articles of inspiration. But the reason she did it is why I want you to meet Christy. She wants to empower women in all areas of their career and life through emotional intelligence. Now, introverts, you heard that emotional intelligence, something we're really good at, value and elegance. Now, Her brand does consist of the online magazine for resilient women who are putting the pretty back into the hustle. I mean, come on, who doesn't like to be a little pretty sometimes (laughs) Through, through passion, determination and work ethic. In addition, she strives to help women share their powerful story of healing and resiliency within the world by amplifying their voices through writing. I was talking to Christy before we came on and a couple of things came out was some of the things she's done has come across a very extroverted. But when you look at the core of everything that she has achieved, she is doing it by leaning into a lot of her introverted special powers. She has spent the last few years copywriting for leading women empowerment companies, contributing to a handful of women's success magazine, ghostwriting for numerous female entrepreneurs. It's that Japanese art of kintsugi. You like watching those women take that broken, doesn't look right, and piecing it together to make some beautiful form of art that they can be proud of. But it doesn't actually change it. It just puts it back together in a way that's inspiring. So let's meet Christy. Hi, Christy. How are you?
1: Hi, Karen. I'm so great. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I love everything you said. (laughs)
0: so we were talking we were just chatting before we came on and one of the things you said is that you were really shy as a kid like I bet there's a ton of our listeners that are gonna go oh I was the shy kid too I was the quiet kid in the corner don't pick me for sports (laughs) how was that experience for you growing up that shyness that awkwardness what made you go the route you are from there
1: So as a kid, I just always found myself very to myself. (laughs) I was called an old soul a lot, as I think a lot of introverted people are labeled as. I believe that comes from just having a lot of awareness of yourself and going back to emotional intelligence, like I always was just very aware of myself and my passions and what I enjoyed and I was just very real with myself didn't really gravitate to like trends or like social groups and all that so I mean when I was a kid I was obsessed with birds I was like in the backyard with binoculars and like a little chipping tool like trying to call birds over like journaling like all these very myself tasks that i perfectly content doing. I think as we were talking about before, like where introversion was kind of where that is such a great thing to have in that aspect, like the dark side of it was, you know, I wasn't speaking up for myself. I wasn't able to order my own food at restaurants until like I got into like late grade school. I was telling you earlier, like it'd be like a round table. I would let everyone else order. My sister would be sitting next to me. She would order and I'd be like, same, like minimal contact. (laughs) Minimal expression at all costs. It just made me so just uncomfortable. That was me painting Christy as a little girl. That was her. She was just, you know, just soft-spoken and to herself.
0: So I want to pick up on one thing you said. You were talking about this awareness, this observation. And I have this, what I call the superhero values of an introvert. There are certain gifts that we have. And one of them is the gift to be able to observe and see and did you find that as you were growing up you would watch a lot see what was going on to be able to figure it out and see what was going on
1: yeah I think I still have that very strong superpower within at times it's kind of like you wish you didn't have it because you really see (laughs) you really see things very clearly from the start where I thought that was just normal until I started getting into like dating and all that. And my friends had such different perspectives where they're like, oh, you'll learn to like him. And I was like, no, off the bat, like who's compatible? Not to say I'm not open-minded, but it's like, it's just a different experience for me. Friendships are the same way. Jobs are the same way. Like I know the energy right away. I'm constantly in observant mode to the point where people may misinterpret my silent nature as I'm sure you've gotten like quote resting bitch face or like, (laughs) or like you're totally misconstrued because you're just quiet. But at the same time, I like need to soak in my environments before I can figure out how to show up in them. Not to say I change who I am in my environments. I'm very rooted in who I am. It's more of just how do I enter? (laughs) like it's so overwhelming at first social settings and to just make an appearance or like how do i come into this uh so i do find myself constantly observing first
0: you see i think that is probably one of the magical ingredients you had for your ghost because mm. you could probably figure out what was going on behind yeah. the scenes to be able to put it into words much easier
1: I make it a point to do like a consult with my clients. They can send me a project, but I'm not going to work on it until I've met them because I need to get the energy and I need to be in it to understand it and take on that voice fully for my integrity. And they've always come at me like, I was like, they're just being really nice or like they don't want to really tell me or something, but they're like, oh my God, I've never had someone take on my voice this way like they're so grateful and they're so authentic with what they're saying in the compliment. Like I've heard it from so many people where I'm like, wow, maybe this truly is my gift. And I'm so grateful exactly like you said, for that superpower of being able to read energy, because I do think it was my cousin. I sent her an article I goes her and she was like, really? I'm so impressed with you and how you can like take on someone's voice so authentically and still not change your own. She was like, just so amazed. And I was like, that means a lot to me. It's just, you think it would be hard to do. And in a sense it is, but it's, it really just does come naturally. And I do, I mean, thank you for pointing that out. I never put it together before, but a lot of that is from introversion. It really is.
0: Well, the reason I'm kind of picking up into this right now is something I see a lot. And I'm curious if you've ever experienced this. A lot of the times as introverts, we're told that we're not enough in our own space, break out the comfort zone, but we're encouraged to pretend to be someone else for a very long time as if it's going to take over. And yeah. I want to encourage people who are listening that know you have these gifts within you and that these are ways you can be successful. And I see how you've taken that gift and now you do this ghostwriting, you do this online magazine, you're stepping truly into your own superhero likeness that was always there within and now exploding as a successful entrepreneur, as well as helping other people. Now we were talking about your coach because you were in sports growing up.
1: Yes. And
0: He kind of threw you under the bus I heard. <laughs>
1: All with love. I really do look back to I'm like, Oh, you know, he really pushed me outside my shell. So it, it resonates with what you said so much. I think more so an introversion is not understood so much when you're a child, because I feel like children are supposed to I was a kindergarten teacher. And it's like, you see all sorts of personality types. But for the most part, children are high energy, they're loud, they say whatever's on their mind. So like, of Quiet introverted child, they're like the quote dream child, they say, you know, like they're just it's just atypical. So, I think grade school, middle school, you're really if you're an introvert, you find a lot more pressure to become, like you said, like people trying to push you out of your shell or make you become something you're really not because it looks so different. Whereas when you get into adulthood, you know, it's it's kind of more accepted or more understood. But yeah, so just to, to circle this back to my coach. It was in middle school I was playing basketball and back to that I said like round table restaurant couldn't order for myself like minimal contact. So somehow that story like made it back to him. He was, like, "Oh no. We gotta get you out there." So we after a, a game we went to an ice cream stand and he was like on the spot like no preparation for this which is an introvert's nightmare. He was like christy's gonna order for the entire team and everyone's like i was like up there ordering 20 ice creams face was beet red i was sweating i was like wow but then you know as horrific as that was in the moment i like left and i was like i did that because I never thought I could do something like that. It sounds so silly, like ordering ice cream. Are you serious? But it really was this groundbreaking thing that I still remember (laughs) because I was like, I did that. And like, I never thought I could. And it really just opened up a new ground where I was like, you know what? You can be introverted and you can still perform at a level like that too. So it's interesting. So I
0: picked up on two different things with this story and we're (laughs) going to dive into both of them. First is about the kids and being introvert. I'm a mom of five kids. Oh, wow. i Oh like five. Twelve and under. Oh, and my yes. youngest is four. So a very short period of- together to have them. And you're right about how children are so different. And everyone expects that high energy, that loud, that explosive. Do you feel that you as an introvert in that kindergarten setting was able to help some of the children that may have been 18, rather than the standard setting?
1: Yeah, actually, I honestly never connected it until now, like even up through high school, everyone talks about like their high school friends and like, they still keep in touch for life. And like, I never had a solid friend group. I think that goes back to the observation phase. None of them resonated in a real, like real with me. Like I didn't identify with like the jocks or the popular kids or the goths or whatever the labels were. In fact, I remember walking into the cafeteria and I would like be a butterfly at tables. I would go sit with the table with like three kids and talk to them. They were quote maybe the outcasts and it like looked weird or whatever and you get judged for it, but it never affected me because I was like, who cares? (laughs) like I'm enjoying the conversation I'm enjoying being here I felt like I gravitated and I still feel like I gravitate to people's energy in a very different way I don't know what it is but I was like I walked into a subway once and like I saw an old man like eating soup by himself and everything in me like he probably was perfectly content there was nothing to be sad about but like everything in me was just like Oh my God. I like to the point, like I left because I felt so sad and I was like, oh, why? But I feel like that's been a pattern throughout like my life. Like I'll, like you were saying, like on the playground, like I would see someone that was like by themselves and then I would go up to them because I was like, I don't know if it just felt comfortable for me that someone else was just quietly to themselves and it was somewhere to be. But yeah, I think now looking back, those kids were, quote, the outcasts or misunderstood. And maybe they even appreciated someone like me, like coming up over and saying hi. So that's
0: interesting. You see, I'm really liking, because I'm piecing some things together here, that you may not (laughs) not be aware that I'm piecing together, (laughs) is a lot of introverts are empaths. And one of the reasons being, because we are so observant, we tend to have a higher EQ than most people because we don't think about things as technically, we don't think logically. Mm. We think energy, we think emotional, we think feelings, we build perceptions, we think this way. But part of your magazine brand and your girlfriend is to do with that higher EQ. And a lot of introverts do lean into that, Mm. how, are you using that EQ now to develop the successful hard-hitting brand that is basically getting everyone in their fields? Because that's what you do.
1: I think it's been interesting some clients I've had who've come to me because clearly my work's more around like women's empowerment, women's success, brands that are surrounding that message. And I've had people come to me with very unique brands that I was uh, I don't know if that's my zone of genius one was to sell paper plates they were like children's paper plates it was his business it was a guy even I remember saying to him I was like I'm gonna be totally transparent like this might not be my zone of genius I was like but I'll give it my best shot and like let's just see what happens he's like you know why I came to you though he was like because my logical way of selling these isn't working he was like, I need someone who's able to take, make it into a story, make the people feel something. He was like, like, he's like, you, you were a kindergarten teacher. Like, what would you use paper plates for? Like, is there like, was there a party or like, what would a mother want? And I was like, oh, and then, and the same thing happened. It was credit, like a healthy credit company. And I was like, I don't know anything about credit. And she was like, but don't, don't make it about the, like the statistics or the logic. She was like, you know, make it about what emotions do you feel when you're in financial, you know, hardship and what do you want to feel when you get out of it? And when they put it in that term for me, it just bloomed from there. And I was like, oh. And that's why you chose me and that's why this collaboration makes sense. And for both of us, it was a different experience. So it was, it's very interesting how people see what they would like from me.
0: <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you need to lean into your own zone of genius by taking situations and tailoring them to how you best present It's not really about a situation being a situation for an introvert or an extrovert is how can you as an introverted individual find the success points in this and have it go in an authentic, clean manner for you?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it's all about finding where you're comfortable and then just tapping into everything you can do in that space. That's kind of what writing's become for me. Like I was saying earlier, I'm not a public speaker, <laughs> but writing is my way of expressing myself, my thoughts, my opinions, my values. And some people find that through public speaking or podcasting and, and things that I'm not necessarily a leader in or comfortable all the time. in. so I think it's about finding where you can be in your most authentic expression and amplifying it. So that's kind of where I, I've come in.
0: Okay, I'm going to repeat what you just said back to you, because I think you just hit a nail on the head that everyone needs to hear again. It's about finding your own authentic self and amplifying it. That was just so beautifully said. I had to just make sure that that was made into a point because I don't know about you, but one of the things that always makes me so mad about introverts is people say, just fake it till you make it. Oh, you don't need to No, Just change. Just I know you like this, just change everything about who you are, pretend to be this person and eventually you'll get success. <laughs> what you've discovered by leaning into the things that were strengths for you, it's not been about the things that people have tried to change, it's more about amplifying those authentic points that you have that has created this new life for you.
1: If I've come to discover anything, it's the less I listen to other people, the more I find where I'm supposed to be because <laughs> I didn't necessarily listen in terms of like you hear a lot about like listening to haters and letting that bring you down, whatever. And I've had my elements of that, but more so I found myself getting caught up in the admiring people so much that they were on this pedestal. And then I would like kind of dim down because I was like, I don't want to override their beautiful presence or, you know, whatever it is, just so in awe strike. And you really, it's kind of, I call it Santa Claus syndrome. I hope the kids aren't around, but I'm like, it's not, it doesn't exist. It's that crushing feeling of I built up this story, this reality that I chose to live in and hide myself in because I thought this person was above me. And then you realize actually you're just as capable You're just as talented. You have your own gifts to contribute, but you're hiding them because you just want to fit what their gifts are (laughs) and like mimic it back. So I've found myself super caught up in trying to transcend that and bring my actual self to the table from the start instead of hold back and then come. But that kind of goes back to the observation piece. So it's this fine balance, but you know what I'm getting at.
0: Oh yeah. And then you have the other side of the introvert that sees someone that they admire so much that they try and copy them.
1: Oh, yeah. I have been dealing with a lot of that these days. And I'm just, if anything in this industry, I try to like actually not follow. You want to be aware of your industry, but not so consumed where it becomes, you want to keep yourself authentic. So I try to like actually distance myself from the industry. So I keep myself real. But it—it it is sad to see because a lot of people are, I, I do see that it's an insecurity where you're, you're almost grasping for straws. It's literally stating without stating it, like, I'm not secure. In my message. So I need to take this because I see it working for you. But I'm like, it's working for me because I dialed in my unique gift. Like, no one can deliver the way you do, Karen, the way our listeners do. Like, everyone's got their unique, like, we could be having a similar podcast, but yours podcast will reach different set of people than mine would because Mm -hmm. even if it's the same genre it's just you deliver in such a different way so that's just yeah don't copy be yourself
0: (laughs) and I think you just gave a really key piece of business advice don't get so caught up in those around you that you stop being you yeah I mean I always laugh you see these on social media all the time where Opposing restaurants start having wars on their little billboard that you've seen those like, you know, <laughs> forget um, the crown, this is here. And then they start, yes, they're getting a lot of attention, but they wouldn't have to if they just focused on themselves. Right. And given the best product you can. And this is something as an individual, if you're I don't really care if you're in business. I don't really care if you go to a job. I don't really care if you're a stay at home mother. I don't really care what it is you do no one can do what you do any better than you can right. you just have your own way of doing it and the sooner that you realize that your way is enough that you are enough and then you start to lean in or as you said earlier amplify it that's when things go crazy in the good way yeah. now the other thing i want to just tap into a little bit because we've talked about it and it's come up a couple of times, and i'm gonna kind of call you out a little bit i'm a meanie (laughs) i'm a meanie Uh, one of the first things you said to me was well maybe i'm not i used to be introverted and now i'm more extroverted because i was kind of pushed out of my comfort zone and then as we're talking you're telling me about how you need to recharge and you need to have this quiet and it's like so you're still an introvert (laughs) so good I want to talk about this because a lot of people don't think that they can do these extroverted activities and still remain an introvert. And you are a prime example of someone who is able to play the extroverted role when you need to, but then also recognize that you need to take that me time and you need to recharge and you need to rebuild yourself up. Because if you kept playing these extroverted roles all the time, you'd probably be going crazy. Yeah. (laughs) How did you develop that balance?
1: I just want to thank you for that profound takeaway, by the way, because like no one had ever phrased it to me like that. And I was like, oh yeah, you're so right. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I just want to thank you for that. But I think this really stems back to before I started writing full-time, I was working five plus jobs for seven years. Yeah, it was insane. I don't know how I did it, but I loved it. I really did thrive on it. Provided a lot of variety for me, but I was managing a coffee house as waitressing I was teaching women's kickboxing classes as a kindergarten teacher and I was a tutor. So like all day long from 7 a.m. till easily midnight, I was out of my house around people. (laughs) We were talking about waitressing earlier. I was like, it's a performance. Like you go to a table and you're like, you're like on. And then I would go back in the kitchen though. And like, I'd have to be like, Like, yeah, like between my tables and between my shifts, I would like really value my commute time between my jobs. It sounds so terrible, but it's not terrible. It's, it's what it is. And I'm comfortable with it, but it's like, I've lived alone for all that time too. So I do think that nourished the introvert in me more than I realized was I came home to silence. I came home to my own apartment, my own space. I got to decompress that way. Whereas if I was coming home, if I was a mother or a wife and had five kids, that schedule of mine might have looked very different in how I felt around it. Cause I was like, I did not feel burnout in all seven of those years, but I think it's because I had so much solitude. I had a friend who was like, you are like so confident. Cause I would like take myself out to dinner. I would like, I really took the time to be by myself when I could but I think it was because I was constantly around people which I never put together before but I was like I don't think it's me trying to prove like I'm confident but I was like I just crave being by myself after like being with everybody all the time so
0: funny I have been known to lock myself in a closet too
1: (laughs) I was just thinking I'm like when I'm a mother I'm sure I'm gonna do that because I was like I'm kind of too comfortable here alone when you say it
0: (laughs) I love how you say you valued your me time you valued your commute time you valued that downtime and because society is so busy all the time sometimes no no no, i have to fill all the time with things that i'm doing all the time every second no value yourself value your opportunity to reach out you value that few minutes that you have to yourself and you became very adept to that yeah. so from absolutely crazy insane five jobs at once like go 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 to ghostwriting and managing this online magazine it's two totally different spaces because you have this really extroverted life the kickboxing you're performing that you're performing the waitress you're performing and now you're really in your zone of genius what prompted that change what prompted that shift that move across
1: I was In all my spare time (laughs) that I had going on, I've always had that love for writing. And I honestly just started, I hit publish on a blog, the blog took off and it opened doors for me to contribute to bigger platforms. And when I started contributing to bigger platforms, my readership grew, my audience grew, but more importantly, my portfolio grew. So it just felt like this space was where I needed to be. Something like inside me just felt that I honestly, I wish I could say it was like one big moment where I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But it was more of this like progression of like, things just kept growing almost effortlessly where it was very clear to me. That was my next step. Like it shouldn't have happened. Like it was, didn't make any sense. I'm this like little writer girl in her own little apartment in New Hampshire. Like it didn't really make sense for the growth to happen the way it did, but I kept creating these opportunities. Like I kept going after the opportunity and then it just like kind of opened effortlessly, if that makes sense. It wasn't hard work to get. And then when an opportunity opened to kind of step into this full time, I had applied and I had a portfolio to back it and the talent to back it. And then it was funny because I did that December of 2019 with no understanding what was to come of March, 2020 with the pandemic. And like, it literally took those three months to get hired. I got hired the week before the pandemic hit uh, for this remote position. And I was just like, wow. The faith in me was like, that was a very clear sign that this is where I was supposed, I need to be now in this phase of life. And so not only was there the pandemic, like the whole world kind of turning up for everybody, but it was like my actual world really did flip (laughs) because I was like I was so used to being outside of the house and in like in the best of and honestly and I'm very grateful like in the best of ways it flips because I was like so used to being out of the house all the time all the jobs and then it literally in a week was like one job (laughs) you're at home all day and it was a wild transition as much as I love my alone time it was weird to be home by myself all day long that's when you start to realize like how much work you have left to do on yourself you yeah do.
0: oh
1: yeah themselves in here
0: (laughs) oh that shadow work comes out and you're like oh really I have to deal with that I was like oh there's still a little bit in there I thought it was pretty you know making some progress
1: but it's like here here we are so but I mean writing always helps with that too and for me like seeing myself in other people's stories that's really helped as well that's really helped me in my own growth and my own things. so I'm just grateful for all my clients they've all played a very special part in my life so
0: I like that, that you're able to see yourself in their stories. So you went from ghostwriting to having your own digital platform. Yeah. Where did that shift happen?
1: Well, sorry, to clarify, copywriting is, like, for those who don't know, it, it's basically sales through writing. So you're, like, marketing through writing. So ghostwriting is when you're taking on someone's voice, but, like, they, as them. So So it's, like... You don't really know that they have a ghostwriter is kind of the whole point. Like you're very much in the shadows. So ghostwriting became kind of my own business, like my own little entrepreneurial thing. And that stemmed, the digital magazine came first. That was just, I kind of wanted to just step into that space of the women's success and empowerment. I had been contributing in so many different areas. And like I said, like the readership was growing that I was like, I should kind of consolidate and bring everything into one space. Cause I was kind of all over the place, which was fun. But I was like, let's just bring this into, into one space. So that kind of started first. And then I just, you know, people were like, do you offer ghostwriting? So like people were asking. So I was like, maybe I should look into it. Ghost girl came to me and I was like, oh, that's really good. I really love that name. And uh, I told my lawyer, I was like, should I trademark this? And then she was like, I love that name too. You should definitely, if you think you're going to go anywhere with it before you start like saying anything about it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So kind, of, she kind of like pushed me the urgency of it. So I just kind of umbrellaed that under the the digital brand and just kind of started doing both. And it's been really great and fulfilling. So they're kind of contingent. So they're not, it's not like I didn't transition from one to the other, but uh, they kind of coincide.
0: So you have gone through almost like a roller coaster. Yes. (laughs) So shy, so quiet, wouldn't even order your food to be thrown in front of everyone to order it all to masterminding several different things at once that you were constantly on go for, but respecting your own time to becoming a successful entrepreneur with their own digital footprints, with their own systems, where they can actually showcase other people and basically add to the beauty of this world. If you had to give one piece of advice to all the introverts out there, one thing that you would say was something that was just key for you, what would it be?
1: This is something I always say with the mission of Ghost Girl is share your story. <laughs> I think as an introvert, we tend to be more to ourselves and just not as expressive. And I, I've even said, cause the whole power behind Ghost Girl is like, I, even if you need to borrow my voice, like it's just important you share your story. So I think it's just empowering yourself through whatever medium until you're in your full expression. But I think it's just important to no matter what to share your story or to begin or to take that first step because you, it just builds momentum from there.
0: I love that. That shows sharing your story is so important. Now, if anyone listening to this wants to find you anywhere online, look up your magazine, where would they do that?
1: Yes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Christy Pratt, just my name. You can also find me Facebook and Instagram at hustlepretty.co. And that's also the name of the website.
0: Awesome. Well, really, really so grateful that you came on. I love your stories. I love that authentic self. I love that journey you took us on today. And I think so many people can relate. You got a takeaway from today, but if you're listening to this, And whatever platform you're listening to, in the comments, in the commentary, in the notifications, I want to hear what is one takeaway you're going to take away from this and maybe impact it in your life so that way you continue your growth journey. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking again soon. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And you know what? I want to know what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and in your life or your business, let me know below.